wonderful time in your presence. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Your mind is the principal thing. Say with me, my mind is the principal thing. Oh, say it loud and clear. My mind is the principal thing. Hallelujah. I, I believe this teaching is getting so interesting, so encouraging, so refreshing. Because the more we, the more I study scriptures, the more I come to understand that the most important aspect of a man's life here on earth naturally is the mind. Hallelujah. The mind is the principal thing. The mind is the principal thing. And we are going to see why this title was given. I know someone will say, but the scripture says wisdom is the principal thing. Hallelujah. But you have to understand that wisdom can only profit a man if that wisdom is expressed through the mind. In other words, your mind is the seat of God's wisdom. Your mind is the seat of God's wisdom. Hallelujah. Your mind is what? The seat of God's wisdom. Say with me, my mind, my mind is the seat of God's wisdom. Is the seat of God's wisdom. Hallelujah. So that makes your mind the principal thing that even if God's, you see, if you look through scriptures, we are never encouraged in scriptures to pray for the power of God. Do you notice that? The scripture says that we will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon us. So when it comes to power, you just need to be genuinely baptized in the Holy Ghost. You need a baptism of the Spirit. Then the power of God will begin to do what? Will begin to manifest in your life. But then the scripture says that when the Holy Ghost is come, he said the Holy Ghost will teach you all things. The Holy Ghost will do what? Will teach you. Now that means that when the Holy Ghost, who is the power of God, comes, he will not take you through another school, which is the school of wisdom. He will teach you, he will guide you, which is what? Wisdom. He will teach you, he will guide you. Wisdom. 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 So, wisdom becomes the only prayer point given to the believer. Wisdom becomes what? The prayer point given to the believer. Remember Solomon. When Solomon encountered God and God said, what, ask what shall be done for you. And Solomon said, give me what? Wisdom. And we are told that when giving wisdom is translated, give me a hearing heart. Hallelujah. So God's wisdom can only find expression in your mind. And until your mind is properly transformed, then you are going to lack the wisdom of God. Until your mind is properly transformed, 
you will like the wisdom of God. It's just as simple as that. So wisdom is the principal thing. Meaning that your mind, which is the seat of wisdom, becomes the principal thing. The word principal simply means supreme. It means what? Supreme. First choice, chief, president, the beginning, the foundation. Hallelujah. So, God's wisdom is the first thing. First thing first. God's wisdom is the foundation. It is upon which we grow. It is upon which we receive. Praise the Lord. What we call faith is actually God's wisdom in action. Faith is what? God's wisdom in action. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So your mind is the principal thing. Your mind is what? The principal thing. And it is the only prayer point given to us that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. Hallelujah. Let him do what? Let him ask. So now let's go to, let's start today by going to the book of James. We've read this before. But let's go to the book of James and pull out some things from there. The book of James. James chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let your amen be loud. Amen. Let your amen be loud. Amen. Praise the Lord. James chapter 1. We are reading from verse 1. Going. Please follow me. I, James, or James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. When you do what? You fall into diverse temptations. Now, when you fall into diverse trials, when challenges come, is it counted what? Joy. I don't know how many of us are obeying these instructions. The way challenges can count it what? Joy. In other words, when challenges come, begin to fast and pray. Did you notice that? He said, when challenges come, count it what? Joy. You see, this is an act of wisdom. It's an act of what? Wisdom. <laughs> Counting in joy when you are confronted is an act of wisdom. So it be counting it joy when I am confronted, when I am challenged, is an act of wisdom. It's an act of what? Wisdom. But you see, we have not come to understanding of the word of God. So when challenges come, that is the time we begin to enter into all kinds of anxiety, frustration set in, and then stress takes over and then we lose God then God is not able to reach us the scripture says that the first thing to do when you are challenged is to count it what? joy so wisdom demands that when you are challenged you, you employ the weapon of what? joy because remember Nehemiah 10, 8, 10 the joy of the Lord shall be what? your strength. He said, do not feel sorry for yourself. Do not be sorrowful. Eat and drink. You see that in the midst of your challenges, do what? Eat and drink. In the midst of your challenges, do what? 
eat and drink in the midst of your challenges be joyful in Mark chapter 5 remember Jesus when they were crossing and I think that's Mark chapter 4 when they were crossing and then they were in the boat what happened the sea the waves the wind all of them rose up began to beat the ship the ship was sinking but what was happening to Jesus Jesus was asleep in the midst of the storm Jesus was sleeping Jesus took a nap that is an act of joy that is an act of what joy but you see that when men are challenged they give in to stress and then they miss the next action that God would have done in their lives it's a count it all joy when you fall man it takes wisdom to count it joy but we are told in first Corinthians said that there's no temptation that has taken you. That is not common. So every challenge is common, every temptation is common, every problem is common. Whatever your issue is, it is common. Hallelujah. Amen. So it means my challenges are common. They are not extraordinary. They are not special problems. They are not special challenges. They are very common. They are very common. From today, I choose to commonize all my challenges. I choose to commonize all my problems. They are common. They are not complicated at all. By the wisdom of God, they are common. Hallelujah. It takes a sound mind to be able to say things like this. It takes a sound mind to be able to understand this. Because this is the work of wisdom. This is what the work of wisdom. Which has its place in your mind. Your mind is the seat of God's wisdom. So, brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Verse 4. It says, But let patience have a perfect work. So here, wisdom will now bring in joy. And then after joy has taken place, then wisdom will bring in what? Patience. Why do you say that? Why am I saying wisdom? Because you will notice the answer here. Praise the Lord. Let wisdom, let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entirely wanting nothing. You see that? So wisdom will first of all deplore joy in the midst of that challenge. Then wisdom will deplore the second weapon, which is what? Patience. And the scripture says patience will equip you, will make you thoroughly perfect. That the patience will come and say, you know what? Are there things in your life that are not in, 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 in the right place? Let it go. Which uh, the uh, patience will not take it into the act of perfection. It will take it into the act of what? Perfection. Say so the patience, patience will take me to the act of perfection. Hallelujah. And so you become mature. The word perfect means mature. Patience takes you to what? Maturity. It matures you. You cannot be matured without challenges. You cannot be matured without encountering troubles. It's just not possible. It is against spiritual development. It's against spiritual maturity. It's against the law of spiritual growth. It's against what? The law of spiritual growth. That a man cannot be spiritually matured with their challenges. It's not possible. 
So those who are not willing to be challenged, those who are not willing to have troubles, they are not willing to be made perfect, they are not willing to mature. They are babies. No baby will want any challenge. Babies will cry at the instant of the least resistance. They will do what? They will cry. They will cry. They will cry. Hallelujah. Babies will do what? Will cry. So that's why in the kingdom, we have little children, we have young men, and we have what? The elders. Hallelujah. Which category are you? Are you little children? Little children will cry for anything. They are still breastfeeding. They are wearing pampers. They can't go to the war front <laughs> because they are wearing diapers. They, they, the whole arm of God is too heavy for them. They can't wear the whole arm of God. And like the great man of God, <laughs> Jesse the Prentice said, babies, he said, God will not send babies to the field, to the war zone. Why? He said, pampers will fall off. The enemy will naked you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entirely wanting that the best fact. If any of you lack wisdom, did you see that? If any of you lack what? Wisdom, let him ask of God. So that means that the only prayer point given to the church is the prayer point of wisdom. Say with my number one prayer point. Is God's wisdom. No matter what that situation is, it's God's wisdom. And if God is going to answer you by wisdom, you, your mind must go through transformation. Did you see that? If God is going to answer you by wisdom, your mind must go through transformation. Because wisdom cannot express itself without a sound mind. Say so wisdom cannot express itself without a sound mind so that's why we christians we go around talking about you know we have the wisdom of god we have the wisdom of god but you look at our lifestyle you compare it to non-believers it seems they are doing better than us because what we cause god's wisdom to be more practical is the transformation of the mind and be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so the apostle prayed for them in Ephesians chapter 1 that the eyes of your understanding be what? Be enlightened. Do you remember that he started by pray, he started the prayer in Ephesians chapter 1 by saying this that I pray that God will give you the spirit of what? Wisdom. Did you notice that? So let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. We'll come back to James. Just put something in James. And let's go to Ephesians. And look at the process. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of what? Wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of Him. With the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of Christ must be expressed through the mind can only become a reality when the mind is transformed now when Paul prayed that prayer do you notice that the next prayer he said verse 18 Ephesians 1 18 the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that your mind to be flooded with light so that the spirit of wisdom 
can rest upon you. Your mind be flooded with light so that the spirit of the revelation of the knowledge of Christ can rest upon you. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 32 and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. For you to know the truth, your mind must be lightened. Your mind must be transformed before the truth will have value in your life. Hallelujah. Your mind must be what? Transformed. Your mind must be lightened before the truth can express itself in your life. Unfortunately, Christians are so bent in going without paying attention to the state of their minds. It's a prayer for wisdom. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. So in every challenge, the first prayer point is wisdom prayer point. Amen? In every challenge, the first prayer point is what? It's wisdom. Every obstacle, whether engineered by men or demonic forces, wisdom is still required. Amen? Challenges, obstacles, whether orchestrated by demonic forces, orchestrated by men, the first prayer point is God's wisdom. But it will be useless to be praying for God's wisdom when the mind is not lighted. When the mind is not what? It's not lighted. Hallelujah. It will be useless praying for wisdom when the mind is not lighted. That the eyes of your understanding been enlightened that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us Lord who believe according to the work of his mighty power man when the understanding is lighter when the mind is lightened and wisdom begins to find expression the next thing you will know is the power of God the next thing you know is what? Is the power of God. That's what the scripture says here. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Did you see that? He started by saying, when your mind is lightened, you will know what is the hope. So you will know the hope that is in Christ Jesus, the hope of the riches of his glory. You will know the power, the exceeding greatness of his power. The exceeding greatness of his power. Praise the Lord. So James now went and told us that in every challenge, in every situation, ask for wisdom. That's what James was able to say by the Holy Ghost. Count it joy when you fall into what? Diverse trials. Diverse. You see, he didn't say one challenge. The word diverse means what? Several challenges. Multiple challenges. Man, as a Christian, the devil is not going to attack you in one area. Make no mistake, he is going to come against you in multiple fronts. He is coming against you in diverse temptations. Count it joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Diverse situations. Diverse troubles. 
Why? Because the wisdom of God is able to close all those doors that the enemy has opened against you. Praise the Lord. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, several challenges, multiple assaults from the camp of the enemy. It's a count it joy. So in other words, God's wisdom, which expresses itself through your mind, has the capability, just one, one act of God's wisdom, has the capability of neutralizing all the weapons of darkness. Did you see that? Because in Second Corinthians chapter 10, it says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, mighty through God. And they are able to do what? Pull down strongholds. Did you see that? They are able to pull down strongholds. So one act of God's wisdom has the power the capacity to neutralize all the weapons of darkness. One, just one. One. One act of God's wisdom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, let me show you this. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 16. <laughs> Go to Matthew 16. Matthew chapter 15, 16. The Gospel of Matthew. The disciples ask this question, which is so serious. It says, <laughs> Matthew 15, verse 16. Look at what they said. Verse 15. Then Peter, then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, Are you also yet with that understanding? In fact, there are so many scriptures pointing to this one. He said, Are you also with that understanding? You can find the same thing in Matthew chapter 13, verse 51. Matthew 13, 51. You know what Matthew 13, 51 talks about? You know what? The parable of the sower. The power of what? The sower. It was the word of God. They asked, the disciples asked Jesus the same question again. Verse 31. Matthew 13, 51. Then said he unto them. Let's look at 50 before we read 51. Matthew 13, 15. Then shall cast them into the furnace of fire, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said unto them, Have ye understood all these things? And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Did he say He said, Did you understand what I'm saying? And they said, Yes, Lord. If you go to Matthew chapter 15, they say Matthew 15 verse 10. Look at another scripture there, Matthew 15 verse 10. And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand. Hear and do what? And understand. But when Jesus said to them, Are you also without understanding? What, if, what Jesus simply said was that, 
are you also with that wisdom? Here, when he said come, he said hear and understand. What he was saying is that hear the meaning of what I'm saying and gain wisdom. Hear and gain wisdom. So you will notice that Jesus spent most of his time trying to equip them with wisdom. He spent most of his time trying to teach them wisdom. He spent most of his time trying to introduce them to wisdom. Praise the Lord. Which has to do with the mind. Are you also with that understanding? Where is the place of understanding? The mind. Hallelujah. It, let me, so let me say, let me say, say, are you also with that understanding? It means with that wisdom, unwise, and descending, but implying probably moral defect. In fact, by implication, are you also wicked? By implication, means what? Wicked. So, so meaning that with that understanding, you are in the category of the wicked. Did you notice that? With that understanding, you are in the category of what? The wicked. So when Jesus asked them that question, are you also with that understanding, literally and by implication, the word understanding them means, are you also wicked? That, that is why any man who ignores God's wisdom will end up as a fool and will end up as a wicked man. We are told in the book of Proverbs that a man that wanders out of the way of understanding shall abide in the congregation of the dead. The congregation of the dead is simply the wicked. The dead are the wicked. I'm not talking about physical death. The dead here is creatures. It's referring to those who will make it to hell. Or those who are already in hell. They are classified as what? Wicked. There's another description of such people. They are called fools. The fool has said in his heart, there is no what? There is no God. Praise the Lord. They are classified as what? Fools. They are classified as wicked. And then the scripture said, there is no peace, yes, the Lord, to who? To the wicked. So a man who lacks understanding, a man whose mind is not lighted, a man who has not paid attention to his mind, is simply a wicked man. That's what the scripture is saying. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Are ye also with that understanding? You know the reference to that to that question is also found in Romans. <laughs> Romans chapter one, verse twenty-one. Go to Romans chapter 1, verse 21. I think last two weeks, that is what we stayed on. Romans 1, 21. Romans 1, 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. 
which is the mind. Something went wrong with the mind. And their foolish heart was what darkened. Is the same illustration, is the same thing Jesus asked them in Matthew chapter 15, verse 16. Are ye also with that understanding? Are ye also foolish? Are you also wicked? That's the same question he asked them. That's the same question he asked them. Foolish house, wicked house is the same thing. Praise the Lord. Now, one of the things you have to understand is this. When you become born again, God dwells in your spirit man. God dwells in your spirit man. But for the mind of, for the spirit of any man to become so strong, to grow, to develop, and to mature, the mind has to transmit information, which is the, the conscious mind, has to transmit information to the spirit on a continuous basis. On a what? On a continuous Your spirit man only feeds on the word of God through the engagement of the mind. So that's why your mind becomes the principal thing, the number one thing to pay attention to. Your mind becomes the source of information feeding your spirit. Hallelujah. Because they went the new God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their flesh has was darkened. So that word, foolish heart, is the same word translated wicked. Foolish heart is the same word translated as what? A wicked heart. A foolish heart is the same as a wicked heart. And that's the word that is used with that understanding means wicked. Are you also with that understanding? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So now watch this. In that same Romans Chapter 1 verse 16. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. It's a popular scripture we all know. It, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, believe it, to the Jews first and to the Greek also. Now it says the word of God is the power of God to bring deliverance to you. But then let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And then we will understand the word of God that Paul is talking about here. First Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Did you see that? The preaching of the word of God is what? Is foolish to them that perish. That's the same word that is used as the wicked. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish. To those without understanding. Those without wisdom. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Verse 19. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. Now, 
the wisdom of the wise. Watch here. The wisdom of the wise. We are talking about the word of God. And it says the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. The word foolishness there is the same word that is translated wicked. Wickedness. Wicked house. Foolish house. is the same word here. And then he went on to say that I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudence. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the dispute of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? You see, he's still using the word foolish, the wisdom of this world. All right. For that which, for that. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the word by wisdom did God not. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a son and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a standing block and unto Greeks foolishness. Verse 24. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. So now Christ who is the word of God The scripture says first and foremost thing, He is the wisdom of God He is the wisdom of God And we are told that this wisdom We are talking about Has its seat in the mind Can only express itself through the mind If the man rejects this wisdom There is no way this wisdom Will be made known So Christ almighty God Elohim, The creator of all things In the beginning was the word The word was with God the scripture says the first thing is the wisdom of God. So the word of God is first wisdom. The first thing about God's word is wisdom. Say so with the first thing about God's word is wisdom. The first thing about God's word is wisdom. Hallelujah. The first thing about God's word is what? Is wisdom. Is wisdom. Is wisdom. So now if you want to make it personal, the first thing about God's word is your mind. The first thing about God's word is what is your mind. The first deliverance, the word of God, targets is your mind. Are you getting it? The first deliverance, the word of God targets is what is your mind. The first transformation, the word of God targets is your mind. The first work, the major work, the principal work of the word of God is your mind. The principal work of the word of God is the target of your mind. So when the word of God is being preached, the target of that word is your mind. Be ye transformed. Be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the first aspect of God's word that comes to us is wisdom. That deals with what? The mind. Hallelujah. Does it make sense? So when Jesus put the parable to them, he said, Are you also with that? That means, did you receive the wisdom in this parable? The words that I am speaking to you, the first you have to receive is wisdom. Didn't you receive wisdom? Didn't you encounter wisdom? That is what Jesus was saying to them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the word of God first comes with wisdom to bring deliverance to the mind, to bring liberty to the mind, to transform the mind. 
Then the second aspect of the word of God is what? Is power. Unfortunately, the church has gone for the second, leaving the principal thing. Power without wisdom equals foolishness. Power without wisdom equals what? Foolishness. It's just as simple as that. So that is why we have so, so many powerful leaders in this world that are foolish. Their citizens are suffering. The masses are suffering. They are the only ones in their family that are making it. So we have so many in Africa that are ruling, yet the masses are poor. So many foolish men are presidents, leaders. They are sitting down as leaders, having power, holding on to power, but lack wisdom. And the scripture calls these people wicked. Calls them what? Wicked. Number two name given to them is what? Foolish people. Their hearts are darkened. They lack moral. They are morally bankrupt. Morally bankrupt. So any quest for power with that mental transformation leads you to foolishness. So that is why so many today have gone for power from demonic things. I mean, so you know what is going on out there. I don't have to even go there. So the church is power drunk, wisdom deficient. Because the two, the first aspect of God's word that comes to us is wisdom. When the word of God is coming, there are two dimensions of the word of God that comes to each and every one of us. Like right now, what you are hearing right now, two things are happening. Wisdom is coming to you first. Then the second is power. But to those who are not born again, to those who are not saved, it is foolishness to them. Why? Their minds are darkened. Their understanding is gone. They have been categorized as the wicked. They have been categorized as the dead. The dead is the same as the wicked. The dead is the same as the foolish. And why is it so? Because something went wrong in the mind. Their minds were darkened. If our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to them who are lost, in whom the God of this world has what? Blinded their minds. So they became wicked by what? Mental blindness. They became foolish by mental blindness. And they died because of what? Mental blindness. So in Matthew chapter 15, Jesus spoke to them. He says, if the blind is the blind, they will both what? Fall. He was talking to the Pharisees. The Pharisees were the blind leaders. Are you getting it? Their followers are what? Blind also. So blind leaders, leaving the blind, they will fall. They will end up in hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so that is what the prayer that is given to the church, the prayer that is given to us to pray continuously is Lord, give me wisdom. Give me a heart of wisdom. When you pray that prayer, God begins to work in your mind. Your mind begins to go through transformation. Because God can't reach a man who has lost his mind. It's as simple as that. Can you not go and say a madman should receive Jesus? No, you, you, he needs power. 
to break that hole over the mind that he cannot receive Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With that wisdom, the scripture says you are blind. If the blind is the blind, that is men with that wisdom, men with that understanding. Men who have no, he said, are you also with that understanding? He said, it means that you, I've been speaking all this while. I was speaking to the Pharisees. They don't have understanding. They don't have wisdom. You are my disciples. Are you also with that wisdom? Are you also with that understanding? Are you also blind? Are these people? The say, if the blind is the blind, they'll go for They will not make it. No impact. So let me say this. The wisdom of this world is categorized as blindness. The wisdom of this world is categorized as what? So let no man think they are smarter than God. In Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, if our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to those who are what? Lost. In whom the God of this world has what? Blinded. The reason why they are blinded is that they receive the wisdom of this world. So there are three types of wisdom. We have the wisdom of this world. We have the demonic wisdom. Then we have the wisdom of God. Praise the Lord. So First Corinthians chapter nine and chapter one. Go to me. First Corinthians chapter one. Look at what he's saying. Look at verse eighteen. For the preaching of the cross to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is what? The power of God. You see the word foolishness there? Means blindness. Means wicked. Look at verse 94. It is written, I will destroy the what? The wisdom of the wise. And will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. I will destroy that. I would destroy that. You see that? No, these people think they have, they think they are operating wisdom, but God says no, they are actually blind. They think they are operating wisdom. God says that they are blind, they are wicked, they are foolish. Why? Because they don't have understanding. So your mind is the principal thing. Your mind is the supreme thing. Praise the Lord. Does it make sense to you? In Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, it says, get, get wisdom. Get what? Wisdom. And with all you're getting, get what? Understanding. Get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. God's wisdom is light. God's wisdom is what? It's light. God's wisdom ministers to your mind. God's wisdom expresses itself through your mind. God's wisdom sits on your mind and controls you. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Get wisdom. Get understanding. 
the church is missing in the act of wisdom. The church has been told that if only we have enough power, things will change. But according to scriptures, you can only be transformed when your mind goes through metamorphosis. When your mind is transformed. So look, look at this. One third of God's word is targeting your mind. Your mind. Because that is the link between your spirit and God. If that thing is missing, your spirit cannot function. Your mind, your, your spirit can't function. And then your spirit can't function, God is helpless. There's no reaching out. God cannot reach you. He has to bring some, he has, he has to take other people to help you to see. Praise the Lord. I pray that God's wisdom will begin to penetrate your mind. So when Solomon, the wisest man in his days, pray, he said, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me a hearing heart, understanding heart. That's, what it, that's, that's the literal word. Can just translate it, give me wisdom. But say, give me an understanding heart. An understanding heart means a hearing heart. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what Jesus said to him that he had more be given to him. Let me let me continue first Corinthians chapter one and then next week we'll continue the part two next week. Thank you, Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter two. Let's look at the wisdom of God. First, second Corinthians chapter two, verse six. He says, How but we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? Talking about the body of Christ. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the praises of this world, that comes to naught. You see that? The wisdom of this world, 2 Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. So here, God is dealing with the wisdom of this world. He said, the wisdom of this world, nor the praises of this world, that comes to what? Nothing. So here God is dealing with there's a wisdom of this world that is categorized as foolishness because their mind is darkened. And there's another wisdom called the princess of this world. That is demonic wisdom that is also categorized as what? Foolishness or wicked. You see that? And the scriptures, it comes to what? To naught. It comes to nothing. It comes to nothing. So if we seek to get our minds transformed, if we will believe that the mind becomes the principal focus of your life, becomes your target, not only is the mind going to be lightened, 
but you'll be able to deal wisely against the wisdom of the world and the wisdom that is orchestrated and engineered by the money forces. Hallelujah. Because of time, go to verse 16. Verse 16. What is verse 16? It says, 2 Corinthians 2, 1 Corinthians 2, Corinthians 2, verse 16. Let's read it together. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Did you see that? The mind of Christ is the wisdom of God. The mind of Christ is what? The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is the principal thing. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. In all your gettings, get understanding. Did you see that? In all your getting, get what? Understanding. And the scripture is saying, collectively, as the body of Christ, we have the mind of Christ. We have the principal thing. We have the most important thing in life. We have the supreme thing in life. We have the most needed thing in life. We have the essence of life. Do you see that? We, as believers, we, as the body of Christ, we have the principal thing. We have what? The principal thing. The number one thing. We have the number one thing. We have the number one thing. We have the number one thing. He said, who have known the mind of God that he may instruct him. But we, we have the mind of God. We have the mind of God. The number one thing, we have it. The principal thing, we have it. The supreme thing, we have it. So your mind is the principal thing. Is the thing to pay attention to. Your mind is the principal thing. It is the thing to give most attention to. Your mind is the principal thing. It is the thing that links you with divinity. Your mind is the principal thing. It is the factory where faith is manufactured. Your mind is the principal thing. It is the place where wisdom is displayed for the powers of darkness to be rendered powerless. Hallelujah. It is the place where what? Where God's wisdom is displayed for the powers of darkness to be rendered powerless. He said, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. How? Through the mind of Christ that is in you. I will destroy quarter forces. Why? Or how? Through the mind of Christ that you have received. And he said, He has given you what? A sound mind. Did you notice that? He has given you a sound mind. To do what? To do what with that sound mind? To do what with a sound mind? To destroy the wisdom of this world. To destroy demonic wisdom. To destroy quartic wisdom. To destroy the wisdom of witches and wizards. 
to destroy the wisdom of the intellectuals, to destroy the wisdom of this world. Hallelujah. 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 For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. And he said, How about we speak wisdom rather than a prophet? Not, he said, Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world, that comes to naught. So if God is going to destroy the wisdom of the princes of this world, then you have to engage the principal thing he has given you, which is the mind of Christ. If God is going to destroy the wisdom of this world, demonic wisdom, aquatic wisdom, then you have to engage the principal thing he has given you, which is the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. So your mind is the principal thing. Hallelujah. Your mind is what the principal thing. So my mind is the principal thing. My mind is the principal thing. We say, Ladaka, my mind is the principal thing. We cause wisdom in my mind. The wisdom of this world is destroyed in my life. We cause wisdom in my mind. The wisdom of the powers of darkness are destroyed in my life. With God's wisdom in my mind, no obstacle can stand my way. No challenges can stand my way. Whatever has been orchestrated from the pit of hell cannot withstand me because I possess the mind of Christ. I possess the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God has found expression in my mind. I have the mind of Christ. I can overcome any power from the pit of hell. I can overcome any force released against me. Whichever force, whatever the name of that force is, by the wisdom of God, I have the ability to overcome that force. I have the ability to overcome any challenge. I have the ability to overcome any demon, to overcome any devil, wherever they are coming from. I have the ability, by God's wisdom, to overcome them, to overcome them, to overcome them. I am born an overcomer, by God's wisdom. I am born an overcomer, by God's wisdom. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and give thanks to, to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. We'll continue next week. We'll continue part of this message next week. Hallelujah.